Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. So I talked to Andy before church and was just like, well, wonder how long you're going to be up on stage this morning. <laughs> Every service is different. If you're here for the first time, what you see today is not what you will probably experience next week. In fact, well, you won't because we got water baptism next week. But we, honestly, this church, we... We pray every time that we are led by the Holy Spirit. What will you, what do you want to do, Holy Spirit? Have your way in this place. And each morning is a little bit different. Sometimes he's up here for over an hour. Sometimes he's up here for 40 minutes. But we always say, Lord, have your way in this place. So let's pray over the word. Heavenly Father, have your way in this place. Have your way with your word. Father, I just pray that this word will penetrate our hearts this morning, that our eyes would be open, that our ears would be opened to hear and to see your goodness and your faithfulness and your mercy that's new every single day. Thank you, Father, for giving us this day our daily bread, this day's concerns, this day's needs met because of who you are, and because of what you've done. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are continuing our series. Our series is called Marked by Miracles. Marked by Miracles. And the key verse, the key verse that we've been using uh, for this series comes out of Job 5, verse 8 and 9. We use that same verse for our sports and arts camp because God is a God of miracles. He is a God of miracles. He does the miraculous. Verse 8 starts like this. It says, but if I were you, if I were you, if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. Church, many of us need a miracle in our life, but too many times we are holding on to that very thing that we need to let go for God to perform his miracle working power. We are holding on so tight because we're afraid of what might happen or what might change or what is the next step and you're holding on to it too tightly. But this verse is encouraging us, lay that cause before him. Let it go. Put that cause before him. That marriage, put it before him. Put it before him, the challenges that you might have. Why? Because he performs wonders. Church, he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, which cannot be imagined. He does immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, more than we could ask or think. He does immeasurably more that we cannot fathom miracles that cannot be counted. 
Church, you know I am trying to count our miracles. I am challenging this verse in the Bible. I want so many miracles to occur that I cannot keep up with them. I cannot count them any longer that I don't have. I can't type fast enough. My computer doesn't have enough space, not enough RAM or not enough gigabytes to hold the amount of miracles that God is doing in our midst. This is our prayer, this is what we seek, this is what we will find, because the Lord says when we seek him, we will find him. When we knock, he answers. So what happens is when we are seeking miracles in our life and we are submitting our lives to him, guess what? Miracles begin to happen. And miracles are happening week in and week out. And as I shared last week, the amazing thing is there are miracles happening outside of these four walls. I mean, I love when there are miracles happening. I love when there is someone who had a mass inside and they come the next week and they say, guess what? Doctors can't find it. Praise God. Praise God. I love it when someone has intestinal issues for years upon years upon years and they don't even speak the language that we're talking about and they are healed in the name of Jesus. I love these testimonies. And then two weeks ago, I believe Helen, uh, she had, was battling with a kidney stone and she was sitting next to Barb who had healing in her, in her nerve and in her leg and she was like, I went back to the doctor. They can't find the kidney stone. Praise God, it's gone. It's gone. Church, you understand, he is performing miracles, miracles. And what's amazing is these things are now happening outside of these four walls. Not that they weren't before, now I'm starting to hear them. And because guess what? I can count the ones that happen here, right? Well, I probably can. You tell me about them, or I can catch them on Facebook Live, or I can count the number of people that were up here. But when you go out there, and you start taking this to the workplace, and you start taking this to the school that you go to, and you start taking this to the playground, and to the park, and to roar on the shore, and to the places where God is placing you and putting you, then I, start, I can't count them anymore. And this is what we are praying for. This is what we are asking for. And this is why we're doing this series, because my goal is to teach you how to live a life that's marked by miracles. Because you can. It's available. And you can. Everyone here can live a life marked by miracles. And I want you to understand how to do that. So in order to figure out how to do that, we've been reading through the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew 6, we've been reading through the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to start in verse 7 this morning. And I just want to go through a couple of the verses. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. And so I love this. Like I, There are some people who can pray, 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 pray. This is not me. I can pray for a little bit, and then I run out of words. Okay, I run out of words very quick. But what I love is that I have a spirit prayer language that then picks up where this guy left off. It picks up where this guy left off, where this my carnal mind only goes so far and can only think of so many things to go pray for. And then when we begin to pray in tongues, we begin to pray in our prayer language, it then goes even further and says, look, I'm praying for things now that you didn't even think about praying for before. I just, I just looked at a study. I saw a study on YouTube. It was done years ago, and they did an evaluation on the brain when someone is baptized and speaking in tongues. It actually is a different part of your brain that's operating than when you're speaking like I am. There's this frontal lobe that lights up when you speak like this, but when you begin to speak in tongues, it is actually from the Spirit. It is scientifically proven that it's not coming from up here. This is, this is a miracle. 
This, this, guys, that is a miracle. And that is available. And we had kids go to Echo Camp that got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you're here this morning and say, I want, I want that prayer language. I want to stop praying what I'm thinking up here and start praying what the Spirit of God wants to pray on the inside. Then come see me after church because I will pray for you and you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. None of this is in my notes. None of this is in my notes. Therefore, verse 8, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask. Come on. He, guys, He is as much in tomorrow as He is in today. You see, He's the God of eternity. He's the God of all time. He is back there. He's ahead of us. But guess what? He's also with us. He knows the needs that you have. He loves you so much, he cares for you. He actually knows the needs that you have. In this manner, therefore, pray. So Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. You can pray this prayer when you say, you know what? I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior because now I have a Father who is in heaven. I no longer, I have an earthly father. A lot of, all of us have some earthly father in some way, shape, or form. But we don't rely only on our earthly father. We rely of our father who is in heaven. Do you see this? He loves you. He cares for you. He knows everything you need before you ask him. This is our father. Our father. So we have to believe in faith that he is who he says he is. And he will do what he says he will do. This is how this prayer starts. This is Jesus understands faith, yeah? Jesus got faith. So he was telling us, hey guys, this is how you pray. First of all, start with faith. Believe who he is and believe that he'll do what he says. This is how we start this prayer. Then it's hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name, which means faith in God, fear of God, obedience, glorifying his name. And then last week we talked about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your ki- church, do you know what we are praying that? When we pray for that, his kingdom to come. That means sickness must go. Relationships must be strong. Those who are lost must be saved. This is what we are asking for when we pray this prayer. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the future of this church. We, we pray and we seek and we call forth heaven to earth. And so some of you might say, well, I, I've been praying this prayer, but I haven't seen that miracle yet manifest in my life. First of all, let me tell you, it's done in the spiritual realm. Church, it is done. The Bible clearly says that when we pray and we believe, we ask, we receive. That means it's done. So then it's a matter of being content, walking through what is going on to get to that final destination of what God has for you. This is what I'm saying. It is done. We, we as a church, as a people, you want to walk in miracles? You can't pray for a miracle and then say, well, it didn't happen, so I guess it's not for me. No, you have to continue to press into that miracle. You have to continue to say, no, that is God's will for my life. I am going to continue to seek him. I'm going to continue to do, ask him, say, hey, Lord. Holy Spirit, show me, is there something I'm doing different that I need to do differently? Is there something I need to change in my life? This miracle hasn't manifested yet. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe, yeah, church, have you ever asked yourself, maybe you're the problem. God doesn't change. God is always the same. So sometimes we have to tell ourselves, wait a second. Lord, is there something you're telling me to do that I haven't done yet? 
Is there something you're telling me to stop doing that I'm continuing to do? Church, we want to live a life marked by miracles. The Holy Spirit is the one who is speaking and talking to us day in and day out, helping us to walk a life marked by miracles. But when we don't listen and we don't do what he says to go do, how can you possibly walk a life marked by miracles? Acts 9 verse 6, and I'm not sure I have this up there, but this is Paul, or this is Saul at the time, I believe, and when the Lord showed up and, and on the side of the road as he was headed out there, he asked this, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? This should be every day we should wake up. Lord, thank you, God, for a new day. What do you want me to do? Because we want to live a life that's marked by miracles. So we have to ask him, what do you want us to do? And then we can't stop pursuing heaven on earth. You can't let the enemy put up a roadblock and then stop right there. Can't do it. Can't stop. Can't stop believing. Can't stop pressing in. Well, I've got somebody, five different people prayed for me to be healed, and I'm not healed yet. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. You cannot stop because the moment you stop, the enemy has won. And you are stuck in that place and you will not move into the miracle working power that God has in store for you on the next step. Continue to take the next step. Continue to press in. Be relentless about it. Don't stop. Heaven on earth. It's what Jesus told us to pray. Don't stop. Keep going after it. Too often we stop, just as we said earlier from the testimonies, we stop just a little bit too short. And that miracle is one more step away. One more step away, but the enemy knows that too. The devil knows that that next step is where victory comes and he is going to bring all of the attack, trying to get you to stop, trying to get you not to move forward. But the Bible says continue to walk by what? By faith and not by sight. Not what I see. Well, the doctor's report still says I have a kidney stone. Well, keep on praying. Keep on saying, no, I am healed. And saying, you know what? Heaven on earth, my body is healed in the name of Jesus. And keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. Does he do miraculous things instantaneously? Absolutely. That's called a miracle. God also works healing in your life, which sometimes is a process. It is a process. You know, our daughter, who is actually not in here, Lila, had been dealing with a, a pain in her stomach for a long time, a long, long time. And there's all kinds of reasons why I believe it was there, and, but we know it was a plan and attack of the enemy. And we would pray for her, and we would pray for her, and we would pray for her, and she just wasn't getting the relief. And we're like, Lord, what is going on? And we're seeking him. We're pressing in. We're pressing in. We're pressing him. And then we, we were, you were praying for her. And the Lord just ministered to Liz and said, you know what? It is the spirit of fear that has to go. Spirit of fear? The spirit of fear has to go. And so we prayed, or she prayed, the spirit of fear. You want to share that testimony? The spirit of fear must go in Jesus' name. This is good. Yeah, just real quick. Um, what the Lord told me was um, this girl has the gift of prophecy. This girl is a perceiver. She's the most intuitive child we have. She knows I'm stressed before I know I'm stressed. Mm. Like I don't realize, and she'll come over and she'll just start rubbing my shoulders, and I realize, oh, yeah, I am. I'm getting really stressed. So he showed me she is taking, mm. she is perceiving what someone else is feeling, and she's allowing it. 
just right into her. Mm. She's allowing it right into her. And he told me what to do. That's right. And I told, I, I educated her. My people perish for lack of knowledge. I educated her on the gifts of the Holy Spirit mm. and that he has given her a gift to intuitively know, to discern what's going on in other people and that she needs to, to perceive it, mm. but not receive it unto mm. herself. And I gave her, I encouraged her to find two scriptures against fear. And she did. And she read them. She wrote them out on a card. And she has not suffered that bellyache ever again. Praise and God. we're talking years. Well, let's cut out dairy. Let's cut out gluten. Yeah. Let's cut out this. Yes, and let's long, cut out that. Years, months of this, seeing your, seeing your daughter in pain. It's like, come on. And God's purpose is that now she is mm. prepared even more for a see, life of ministry. He could see. have he mm. could have just taken it away, but we would not have had that knowledge see that, that now she is prepared mm. for a life of ministry. You see, oh, that's amazing. Thank you, babe. Isn't that awesome how God works? There's sometimes that there is something that's tearing and we have to ask, seek, why? 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 And then he shows it and he reveals it and then there's healing on the other side. But not only is there healing, there is now more knowledge and more understanding so that we know her calling on her life. You see, if he would have just taken that sickness away right away immediately, which sometimes and many times he will, this would not have been something we would have been able to understand. It would have taken us a longer journey. But he is faithful. He is good and he knows he knows what we need before we even ask and so we have to continue to press in continue to press in as a church we're going to continue everywhere we go confronting the impossible confronting the impossible and so my my question to us is well what do we do each day while this is in process how do we live each day the next verse verse 11 in the lord's prayer says give us this day our daily bread. So, guys, we're not trying to live in tomorrow or next week or next Monday. Hey, is it good to plan? Hallelujah. It's good to plan. It's good to have plans in place and all that stuff. But you are living in today. And this prayer says, give us this day. Our we're asking God to give us something. Give us this day our daily bread. The Bible says that when we ask, he will answer. 1 John 5.14 says this, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything, anything according to his will, so which means we need to know what his will is. If you don't know his will for the situation that you're facing, then I suggest you dig into this Bible and find out what his will is. Because the Bible says when you ask according to his will, what happens? What happens when you ask according to him? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions. We have those things, the petitions that we have asked of him. Church, that's, a, that's an amen hallelujah right there. We have the petitions. that we have. This means that it is his will to give us their daily bread. It is his will that our needs are met. It is his will that we can walk through this day, today, Sunday, July 28th, with God meeting the needs that we have. We pray this prayer in faith, believing that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do. We are asking him to give. What does give mean? It means to freely transfer the possession of something. Oh, freely transfer the possession of something. Which means God has everything that we need. 
He has got it all. Everything that we need, he has. And we're saying, look, give us this day our daily bread. Could you give this to us? Freely transfer the possession of something to hand it over. So if I give my little Maggie Mae a plate of food, she has to choose whether or not to eat it. I can make some blueberries, some guacamole, some cheese sticks cut up, a little bit of pepperoni. I can make this beautiful plate of everything she needs, and I can slide it in front of her. But guess what? I can't force her to eat it. You ever try to force a child to eat something? Come on now. If any of you have, it's like they can keep that thing in their mouth for hours. They have that thing in their mouth for hours, and then you're like... What is that on the floor hours later? Is, is that the pea that I gave you that you still haven't eaten? Are you kidding me? Like what? You can't for And go, this is what God's saying here. We're saying give us this day our daily bread, but we have to actually receive it. We actually have to believe that he is going to do it. You have to believe he's going to do it, and you actually have to say, yes, Lord, give it to me, and then I will receive it. This is actually a prayer of faith, believing that he will do this. I absolutely love it. And we're asking for what we need today. He's already in tomorrow, but we're asking for what he needs today. Today, the Bible says that the days are evil. So we need to redeem the time. That means today, there are challenges, there are things coming at us, but he has everything we need for today. So give us this day, our day, today. Our prayers should be focused on here. This is what we have today. Lord, you got this. Lord, you got this. Everything we need for today, everything. Throughout the Bible, God provides for his people. Many of us know the scriptures in Exodus where God rained manna bread down from heaven as, as guess what, as the people were fussing and complaining. Okay? God is faithful even when we're fussing and complaining. And he gave just enough. Just enough for what we need for the day when people were fussing and complaining. I'm like Exodus 16, 4 says, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Heaven to earth. Come on, church. Heaven to earth. The bread that we need for the day is available to us. It's here. The daily manna is here. But guess what, church? There's more. There's more. I truly believe that God is calling us not just for enough just to barely get by. He is not saying, give us this daily bread so that I can live on just the crumbs so I can barely get through the day. No, I believe God says more than enough. Pastor Jim gave a great teaching on Wednesday night about ruling and reigning in life. What we are to, he has called us to rule and reign in life. You cannot rule and reign in life with just enough. You can rule and reign in life when you have God doing abundantly more than you could ask or imagine. Abundantly more. So I want to look at a portion of scripture here in Matthew 14. Because, you know, Jesus came to give life and to give life more abundantly. Matthew 14, verse 17, they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. And so they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men, not including the women 
and children. Come on. Come on. A couple loaves and a few fish feeding thousands upon thousands of people. And here's what I'm learning is, is as you read this, what did Jesus do? Jesus blessed what he had. He, so the key to getting the daily bread that you need for today is to say, Lord, thank you for what I have currently. You need to be thankful for what God has already given you, what he's already placed in your life. And if you wake up each morning being thankful for what you have, he then can begin to say, you know what? Okay, they're thankful for what they have. I can do even more. When we're fussing and complaining, we get the manna from heaven just enough for today. But now we have Jesus. And now we live in a new covenant. And now he came to give life and life more abundantly, which means we can have the manna above and beyond what we need for today. This is his will for us in Christ Jesus. This is his will for us. So Jesus blessed what he had. And then he took action. He took an action. He blessed it and he broke it. How else can you multiply unless you start splitting something? How else can you multiply unless you start saying, I need to take something and move it over here. I need to take something and move it over here. This is how we have to multiply being disciples. You have to take part of who you are and pour it into somebody else. This is creating a disciple. This is actually multiplying. And Jesus is showing us to live a life full of the daily bread that we need. We have to thank him for what he has. And then we have to begin to say, Lord, multiply. Lord, multiply. One of the portions of scripture that talks about, not in Matthew, that talks about the same miracle, says that he knew what he was going to do before he did it. Jesus knew the outcome of what was going to happen. I love this. He had an expectation. Could we have the same expectation of miracles in our life? Could we say, you know what, Lord, I'm thankful for what I have, but I still have things that you need to help me do, that needs that I still need met. Lord, I thank you, Lord, you do the multiplying. You do the multiplying. Have that expectation that he will be the multiplier. The result was more than enough. In fact, there was leftover. There was leftover. Come on. More than enough, there was leftover. So what can we learn from this? Number one, we must give thanks for what we have. We have to give thanks for what we have. And the second thing we have to ask, we say, Lord, multiply. Lord, multiply. And the last one I want to just spend a minute on this is this was a revelation to me as I read this. We have to give it all to him. They gave it all to him. You see, as that, as they gathered what they had and they said, this is all that we have. This is everything. This is how we have to approach God. This is, this is what I have. This is all that I have right now. And I'm bringing it all to you. You have to take it all to him. He did this miracle work of multiplying more than enough. But guess what? The people that were there gave it all. They said all of it. Take all of it. Not some of it. Not, you know what, I'm going to keep a little bit of loaf and fish in my back pocket. Because I'm not so sure. God. No, they said, you know what, this is what we have. This is all that we have. Take it all. Not just a portion. All of it. This is a revelation for our life. We want want God to say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Then we have to say, Lord, but I'm making you Lord of my entire life. Everything in my life I'm giving to you. Oops. 
Everything in my life I'm giving to you, all of it. My finances, my relationships, my job, my work, my schooling, all of it. Give us this day our daily bread means you are now submitting all of your life to him. Every single portion of it. Well, those who say, well, hey, you know, Pastor Jason, that's great, but I had a bill that went overdue, or I'm not healed yet. As I said from the beginning, keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to change? Continue to say, I'm giving it all. I'm giving it all. Because so many times we think we've given it all, and then he shows us how we have not yet given it all. Many times this happens in my own life. Yeah, Lord, you got this. You got this. You got this. But I keep worrying. I keep thinking about it. I keep dwelling on it. And the Bible says take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You can't say you've fully given him something if you continue to dwell on it and worry about it and think about it. You say, give us this daily bread, but I'm going to continue to hold on to this concern. I'm going to continue to think about it and say, what can I do about it personally and start working up here? No, 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 no. Give us this day our daily bread. They gave it all to Jesus. They gave every single loaf and fish they had and they said, this is it. This is what we have. This is what you can use. And he will use it. He will use you. You don't have to be biblically trained or scholar to have a master's in theology. No, 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 no. It doesn't say that anywhere in here. Nowhere in here does it say you need a master's of theology to have God do miracles in your life. Guys, I don't have a master's in theology. There are miracles that occur in your life when you say, Jesus, Take it all. Jesus, take it all. I'm, I'm releasing it to you. All the fish, all the loaves, what I have for today. And I love that both of those things go stale pretty quick. Yeah? They, you know, the fish goes pretty, they didn't have refrigerators back then, okay? Right? It, it got pretty stinky pretty quick. This is what I have. This is all I have for today. Jesus, use it and multiply it. So when we are asking him, give us this day our daily bread, we want to walk a life marked by miracles. We have to say, Jesus, I'm giving it all to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that we can learn and we can grow and we can press into you. Thank you for your daily bread of the word of God. And Father, I ask as we're about to make a commitment of giving it all to you, that you would just burn in our hearts for a greater desire to know you more, to give it all to you. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. So with every head bowed and every person's eyes closed, I want to encourage you that the very first step of receiving all that God has in store for you because he loves you and he cares for you is to make him your Lord and Savior. Is to say, you know what? I believe that God's son, Jesus, came to this earth and died for my sins and rose from the grave and defeated death so that I could live with him for all eternity in heaven. 
If that's you this morning, if you've never made that first commitment to a life marked by miracles, if that's you this morning, I just want you to raise your hand up. Anybody at all, just slip your hand up and say, I've never made Jesus Christ my Savior. Anybody at all? Okay, the next question, keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. If you're saying, you know what? I have been holding on too long. This morning, I am saying, loaves and fish, everything that I have, I am all in. I am giving it all to you. I'm no longer going to hold on to these cares and these concerns. I believe that you are good and that you will meet my daily needs. I want to say I am no longer holding on to this care anymore. If that's you, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up right where you're at. Take a bold step of faith, a bold confession to say, you know what? That is me this morning. I am going all in this morning. With every concern, every care, I'm laying it at the feet of Jesus. Andy, if you want to come up, I want to pray for those who are standing this morning. Heavenly Father, Father, you see the hearts of those who are standing up, who are saying, you know what? I am tired of holding on to these stinky fish and these rotting loaves. And I'm saying all in this morning. Lord, take everything that I am. Use me how you'll use me. Father, you see their heart. You know their cry. Father, begin to minister to them now. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in their life. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in their life. Thank you, Father, you've called them here for such a time as this, for such a purpose as this. Father, peace on them now in the name of Jesus. Joy on them now in the name of Jesus. More of you in their life. Multiplication in their life. More than enough in their life. Leftover, extra, to share with others in their life. Thank you, Father, for meeting them where they are. Thank you, Father. Can everybody else stand with me? Thank you, Father. Psalm 107, verse 19 says this. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. They cried out, and he saved them. And verse 20, he sent his word, and healed them. Church, he sent his word and healed them. So church, I'm telling you, I know it's past 1130. 
And I knew the Lord was going to break up the message about, because I'm only like on note page two of seven. And I even put a little dotted line here. It's like dot, 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 dot. You will end here, not all the way back here. Because what I believe he wants to do is I believe he wants to heal people this morning. Church, I believe he wants to heal you this morning of sickness, of disease, of pain, of hurt, of fear. I believe that he wants to heal you this morning. And I'm going to read it again, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. The Bible says that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The Bible says that all things are possible to him that believes. The Bible says in Mark, this says, These signs shall follow those that believe. That in my name they should cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. If they drink a deadly thing, it shall not harm them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So I'm going to ask this morning, Pastor and Pam, if you can come up here. Paul and you, Paul Luana, you guys, or Paul and maybe Chris come up here as small group leaders. And then Liz and I, we're going to be here in the, in the middle. And I don't want anybody to leave just yet. If you need prayer in your life, if you need God to touch you with God's healing, miraculous, working power, Andy's going to play a little bit behind us. I'm not in a rush to get out of here. If you're in a rush to get out of here, that's okay. If you've got somewhere to go, you can, you can sneak out quietly. But we're going to pray for people this morning. And get in a line wherever you are, whichever one you feel comfortable with, whichever one is shortest, whatever you want, get into a line. And God is going to do a miracle working power in your life. And those who don't come up for prayer, I want you to either just stand there or sit there and stretch your hands out to those who are getting prayer up here. For God is a miracle working God. So if that's you this morning and you need healing in your life in any way, shape, or form, come up here to one of these three people. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.